Welcome to Bliss Beyond Fear. Your hosts, Des, a transformational life coach, and Gina Marie, a personal development mentor, are here to help you have confidence, embrace your worth, and find your joy. Des and Gina Marie are fierce friends and lifestyle entrepreneurs that will encourage you to have faith, elevate your mindset, and take action so you can achieve the results you desire. They believe that an abundant life is sustained by overcoming your fears through creating a circle that elevates you and rises with you. Your blissful journey begins now. Oh, we have a question. We love questions. We love questions. The juicy questions that we get. And this is a good one. This is a good one. Very Let's good go one. ahead and listen to this question. Hi, D&G. This is Michelle from California. I'm 31 years old, and I have a question for you about fear in one of my friendships. I have a friend who I grew up with for 15-plus years. We have kids that are the same age. Um, I've noticed more and more that her negativity is taking a toll on me. She tends to gossip and only talk about herself, and it like gives me anxiety even to answer the phone when she calls. My fear is hurting her feelings if I share my observations, and I also feel conflicted because I want space from that, from what is becoming like a stressful friendship. So do you have any uh, um, any advice on what I should do? Thanks. Wow. Okay. What a question. Right. That's a good question. Yeah. How many times has that happened? A lot. I think it, you know, I think it happens a lot where you've got a friend that you've had for a long time in your life. You've found a connection early on. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's, you know, it's that kid that sat next to you in class. Yeah. It's your next door neighbor. Yeah. It's you grew up with them Mm -hmm. or school. Yeah. The community. Circumstance brought you together. Yep. And over time, over time, uh, you realize patterns and habits and behaviors and that's usually, it takes that, right? right. It takes, okay, you know, now yeah. it's been five years. I love years how self-aware she was. Like, like yeah. she's paying attention to this. I think a lot of women don't, they just go on and do this and just think that's that's the thing and stay in those relationships, whether it's uh, with a guy or, a, you know, a friend, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. maybe it's time to transition. Yeah. And then I'm, for men, I, I almost wonder too, if that's even a, like I a question. Do. I you know, because women are so much more relationship oriented than men are. Mm-hmm. If they're, if they're like, huh, do they evaluate, you know, friendships in this way? So it's a, it's a good, just generally, I think men and women evaluating the, the circle that you keep around you is an important, an important thing. So as a part of a book club recently, which I think is great. It's a great way to actually expand your network Uh um, because I got to connect with some new women. And I had suggested, because we were actually doing a fitness accountability group, which was fun, that, oh, you know, I recommended a book because it was related to accountability and just taking incremental steps to improve your life. And that book was the Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, oh. and he is the author, founder of Success Magazine, and it's an awesome book. So I, I highly recommend listening to it or reading it. One of the chapters that he talks about is the things that influence you, and he talks about three things that influence you. One is input, the things that you feed your mind. Mm-hmm. Two is associations, mm-hmm. the circle that you keep around you, and three is your environment 
what is surrounding you. And so I think about associations, and I'll just use this as an example from a book, and then Jean-Marie want to talk to you about our idea and our philosophy about and, relationships. And our message. Is that he said associations, uh, and he was quoting another business person, Kathy Ireland, actually. And she said that relationships are either engines or anchors. Engines are what propel you forward and gives you energy to continue to keep going. And it is that push and it's that acceleration Mm -hmm. and anchors pull you down, weigh you down and and it's the complete opposite. Right. So I thought that was an interesting right. analogy. It's a very interesting mm-hmm. analogy. So we have a message. We do. And we've spent a lot of time thinking through this. And it's based on our personal experiences, the the books that we read, the people we admire, and I think we should start by asking a question related to the question that we got, which is, first of all, what does a healthy, thriving relationship in a friendship look like? Look like, yes, yes. Right. So when I first met Desiree, I have women that do this in my life. Mm -hmm. They're savers in my life. But I've had them for a long time. And sometimes when you have friends for a long time, you get, you forget, you know, the appreciation of who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're my ride or dies. They're the ones that would bury the body with me. Right? right. Right. And the thing for me this year in meeting Desiree was she opened my eyes because it was a brand new friendship mm-hmm. that was showed up in the same way as these other saver relationships, mm-hmm. and we'll go into what saver means. And it, it just blew my mind open that because you and I connected in this way on every one of these levels, yes. everyone. And I don't know about men, but I know I do know with women, you can be built up with by women like nobody's business. Absolutely. And you could be teared down. Oh, and vicious. You know, losing my husband and going through a transformation, you really find out who your real friends are. Like oh, big they, time. The, one, the true friends mm-hmm. are there through the thick and the thin. True friends don't judge you. They love you. I think crisis or trauma shows quite a bit. You know, or tragedy. Crisis and yeah. trauma shows character. That's true. Because That's when you're, when revealed. you're, uh, in your darkest moments, your most challenged moments, you know, you're not at, at your best. How do people rally around that? That's you right. know, when you're knocked into what spills out, Ooh. what comes out of you when you're bumped, right? That's right. Is it love? Mm-hmm. Is it, is it non-judgment? Is it empathy? Is it? Yeah. I do think that's one of the biggest things. Judgment, yeah. judgment. and negativity. You know, Mm -hmm. I think mindset Mm -hmm. is a big thing. And so we won't keep you waiting any longer. (laughs) You know, we really want to build a community of women. Absolutely. That come together and build each other up and just are confident enough in themselves and Mm -hmm. their self-worth that they can find joy in giving that to others. So the first thing that we're going to talk about in Savers is support. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the S in savers is support. Is support. How does that look for you 
in in a relationship in in regards to support. If if you you know that this is a good friend and you should keep them close to you if they support you. Support to me is no matter what I'm going through, good or bad, mm-hmm. positive or challenging, mm-hmm. does that person listen with a sense of humility and integrity and care for where I'm at? And so starts with asking me how I feel, you know, how do you feel about this? What are you thinking? What are you going through? How can I help you? Right. You know, and sometimes there's new experiences that you go through, whether it's somebody that you're dating, whether it's a challenging family situation, and you can either be turned off or lifted up Mm -hmm. by how somebody comes to you by asking you questions versus making statements, you know, and I think you feel more open when someone cares about you and how you feel and doesn't immediately judge a situation, their own agenda on Mm -hmm. based on their, you know, personal viewpoints or just, well, this worked for me, so it's going to work for you. You know, not, not everything works for everybody Mm -hmm. in, in the same way. I think that um, one of the ways that that you and my savers show up in this way is making me feel safe. Mm-hmm. When you feel safe, you feel supported. Yes, you know, and and I feel like I could come to you and a couple other of my dear friends where I it's a safe place. It's a safe place. It's a vault. But yeah. I'm going to tell you that you show up in supporting me with the with um, confidence. There's trust there, mm-hmm. and uh, confident confidentiality. Yes, that you would be, you would. I'm telling you my grave. my deepest yeah. yeah feelings. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about and it. And not the whole neighborhood mm-hmm. is gonna know about it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Brene Brown was talking about. Yeah, braving, braving the wild. Mm-hmm. Um, that the V in brave is vault, mm. and she said, you know, if if other people are talking, if you if you're around somebody and they're talking about other people, <laughs> they're gonna be talking about you. Desiree yeah. doesn't go around talking about other people's business. Like I don't know about all of her friends, all of her friends up in all of her businesses, you right. know. And that's a, that's a safe place. Yeah, gossip know? is not pretty. No, it doesn't look no. good on anybody. Yeah. You know, if you've got opinions about things, and you know, you can talk yeah. to the person that you have those opinions yeah. about with, yeah. because then you don't have to gossip yeah. about it, right? You know, okay, I'm going to be vulnerable and totally honest with you on this one. This is this is a way that I have learned, um, and that with in regards to my children. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a mom and I have my girlfriends, you know, um, the autobiography of one is a betrayal of another, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Esther Perel said that when somebody yeah. asked her point blank, what would you change in your relationship? And she said, you know what? Ooh. The biography of one is a betrayal of another. And I know that I have betrayed my children. Mm-hmm. Into trying to get around, you know, how am I going to parent yeah. and talking to my girlfriends? And and they've said to me, no, you know, I, no, don't go around telling Desiree and Melanie and Auntie Anne, you know, all of this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, 
Yeah. They know that I talk to my girlfriends about it. Yeah. And that's been hard for me to navigate. And it has distanced them from wanting to talk to me about things Mm -hmm. because they know that I talk to my friends about them, you know, and, and, you know, and, and that way you think about like, you know, your, your husband and when you do that or your spouse, when you do that, or your friends, when you do that, or your kids, when you do that, Mm -hmm. you are, you know, you have to be careful, right? you know, well, and and that's why the safety is so important because there's not, and if this is being done in the right way, it's not placing judgment on you know, if you, if you were to tell me something, I wouldn't be placing judgment on your children by you sharing. I'm thinking about the feelings and the process that you're going through, not thinking about their character and and all these, all these different elements. And, um, and I think it's a natural thing for you to process. And I'm sure kids do the same thing with each other when they're talking about their parents. Oh, you're a mom too. Yeah. Oh, you're a dad yeah. too. You know, so um, there's there's a healthy process in this. And our point with support is that if it's there, it looks like listening, care, kindness, yes. non-judgment. Non-judgment. I'll give you an example of a situation where that that showed up when you when you confide in somebody something about somebody Mm -hmm. do they act different around the person that you're that you're challenged with for instance Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. like if i were to say something about my kids Mm -hmm. and then oh they frustrated me in this way and blah 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 do they then now when they're around my kids? Oh now, and I do believe that this comes in a place of of love, mm. right? Then they start feeling like they have to parent my kids. No, I'm telling you to vent. I'm not telling you to correct the situation. Oh boy. You know? Yeah. You know, it's not coming in. You need to, you know, blah, 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 because your mom's frustrated and no, 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 no. I'm not just be the the friend. I'm just venting. Yeah. I'm, I'm equip me to go out and do the things. Right. You don't need to be the mediator for that. The accountability, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the, that's the thing in this is that accountability and ownership falls on yourself. Yes. You're getting the empowerment, the encouragement, the information that you need to be successful in your execution of whatever it is you need to do in a conversation. Uh, But you're not asking, unless you're asking directly, you know, someone to solve your issue for you. You're not saying, hey, come in and take over. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's not support. So that's that's what support looks like. The next thing um, in savers is the A, align. Are you aligned? Are you aligned? Yes. And so you ask yourself, like, what does that look like? Well, for for me and my relationship with with Des, I absolutely love that we're aligned in the way that we like self-development. So we really enjoy listening to speakers and and we have something in common. Like we enjoy being around each other because there's that alignment and we yeah. can be in a car and talk and talk and talk for hours and we and, can be on airplanes. And, and it's a good feeling when you're talking, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like, Ooh, wow, that hurt. Or, Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's aligned and, yeah. you, and you look good forward it. to it. You look forward to you it. You look forward to seeing mm-hmm. that person and having a conversation. Oh, I can't wait. Yes. You yes. know, I can't wait to share this. I can't wait to process this. Right. And I think that's so important. And I think, you know, another example of alignment 
is how you communicate in a healthy way. You know, one of the things that I uh, acknowledge so much about Gina Marie and I, and I think this is something you might notice in a lot of different relationships is the talents and strengths people bring to the table. Mm -hmm. You know, we're very right brain, left brain different. Gina Marie has such a creative energy. She can work from a blank canvas and, you know, make something spectacular. She's an event planner. She has a vision and she sees it. She's great with theme parties and all the things that I am like, great, you do that. You pick the color palette, you design it with the, the right font. Is means everything to me. And the that, organization means everything to her. You know, so together, yeah. our right brain, our left brain. We're yeah. a complete brain. We're a complete brain. You know, but I do, you know, I love organization. I, I like things to mm-hmm. have a sequence and an order and a logic and a, a direction. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we, and so if we have a disagreement or, and because we understand each other, I am valuing the, what she brings. And I'm like, okay, well, what perspective might she have on this? And she's always doing the same for me. And we're always checking in. Well, what do you think? What do you think? Knowing Mm -hmm. that we're going to see things from different angles and and have total respect for that. So we're aligned in the way that we communicate and and just value each other's like talents and and gifts or whatever you want to call them. Desiree is amazing because, okay, I can be bitchy. You know, it's, it's, I know my tone of voice or whatever. And she is, she knows my heart. Yes. She looks to my heart and I look to her heart mm-hmm. and want to complete her and balance her. We had, we had this moment at the summit of greatness. Now, Desiree and I, you know, spend hours and hours and hours a day with each other. Mm-hmm. Right. No matter <laughs> what's going long. on. Right. And, um, uh, in, in the form of like a Marco Polo. We're, we're always back and forth in videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we peek in whenever we can to to watch them, right? Yep. So um, when we went to the Summit of Greatness, um, you know, you're in a hotel room together. You know, like I said, on the slob, she's totally neat. So I am conscious of that because I think if she is like that, then she... I'm, I might be making her uncomfortable. So I, I wanted to, you know, clean things up and, and do all of that. The other thing was we had this morning where, you know, for me, being on time is like super important. My time is valuable. I back things up so that I can get to the things. I was excited about getting to, to the conference and I wanted to get, I wanted to get there early. And Desiree was, was not done putting on her makeup. No. And it's a thing. It's, it's a, a thing. thing. Wait, if you ever see her in person, you'll have to see her nails. It's a thing. It's a thing. Her, you know? Yeah. And so there's a lot of self-care so, going on. <laughs> so we were, you know, we're getting ready and I'm like, I want to go. Like I'm, and, and, know, I'm waiting for her yeah, to get she's ready. Like, okay. You're ready to go. And I'm all, <laughs> and I could see, and I could feel that she, you know, she, was uncomfortable at that moment. She did not want to leave without her makeup on. And, but I was aggressive because I'm aggressive and I'm extra and I wanted to leave now. Like we're leaving now. I'm not going to be late for this. I want to get the seat. I want to get in earlier or whatever. And so, so I thought, all right, how can I do this? I said, you know what? You finish up, you do what you need to do. I'll go by myself and I'll save the seats. Right. I knew that it was very important for her to get pictures yeah. And so we worked it out. 
and I and and get pictures with the speakers. I said, I'll stay in the seats. I'll hold the seat. You go in the line. I'll record the end of whatever so you can hear it or or whatever. Take notes. You go so that you could do that because I knew that that was something that was important to her. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the reasons that we are aligned Mm -hmm. is because we both work towards the relationship with the same effort. We show up in the same way way mm-hmm. in that, you know, she tolerates all of my bah, 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 and sees through that to my heart. And then she has patience for my detail orientation. And, you know, we, it's, Love you know, as, it. as business partners, we have this board, it's funny and we put our, our traits on it, you know? So some of my qualities, we took this, this fascinate test from Sally Hogshead and I'm an orchestrator, which means that I'm attentive, dedicated, and detail oriented. And Gina Marie is a maestro and she's ambitious, focused, and confident. Mm -hmm. And so those things play really nicely together, but they can show up differently. You know, my detail orientation, when Gina Marie has moved on, I'm still there. I'm going, hold on. There's a bullet. This word isn't quite right. right. Details. I've got to get the eyeliner on. Right. And I'm ambitious and focused. I want to get to the seats. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. so how can we, so, so how can we work together? There's mm-hmm. a harmony in there yeah. because there's an alignment in there because we both show up with the same amount of effort to our relationship. Is your relationship, ask yourself, is your relationship, are you the one putting all the effort into mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Because or it's, is she showing up? Is he showing up in the, you know, yeah. in that same way? And you know, you feel it. And do, you know, do you have that? And for our listener that asked the question, is this a one-sided relationship? Mm-hmm. Is it one-sided? Are you doing all the listening mm-hmm. and they're doing all, all the, the talking. talking? Are you doing- they Don't ask about mm-hmm. you. You They probably don't even know what's on your heart. They probably don't even care. Yeah. And so- Want to yeah. talk about me? Want to talk about- Me, I'm, yeah. Want to talk about yeah. number one? Yeah. Exactly. And then, you know- and are also, you Des is the singer. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, and then are you doing all the planning? Are you like, hey, are you the one saying, can we get together? And I would love to spend quality mm-hmm. time with you. Are you the one always initiating? Mm-hmm. Or are they ever reaching out and going, you mm-hmm. know what? Let's go for coffee. Right. Or do you have the kids? Can we? I mean, you know. Effort shows up in different ways. It could be the one picking up the phone, sending the text message, making a plan, offering a suggestion or an idea. And that's also, you know, effort. Right. It's like, are you, who's doing that? Is it, is it kind of a a reciprocity or do you find yourself that if you didn't, you know, pick up the phone, you might not even hear from that person. It would be. You'd be like, oh, unless there's an issue. Okay. Or a problem. And it's about them. So. Okay, so here's an interesting thing about our relationship. Our, and, and, and this is another thing that just, I have this in other relationships with my girlfriends, but the thing that was so special to me with Desiree is it was, I was seeing it f- with, with fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the way that we are so different in so many so ways. So many ways. But we are aligned in that, you know, Desiree's spiritual walk is in a different place than my spiritual walk. Her, but we respect totally it. Mm-hmm. Respect it. Um, Desiree's got tattoos. Yep. Me, you know, meaningful things written all over her body. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, that tell the story of her life. That's right. I have none. Mm-hmm. You know, Desiree's 
nails are four inches long. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like they they're kind of are. Well, How long are they? No, <laughs> they're pretty long, right? But they're, you know, yeah, yeah, and 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 she she is this. Beautiful, confident, like known in business, educated. She she was the homecoming queen. She was valedictor. I mean, like spoke at her college graduation. graduation. She doesn't have children. Yep, doesn't have children. But yeah, we're still aligned. We can still she she we can still respect. She has no idea what I go through as a mom of eight. If there couldn't be more extreme, no kids, eight kids. Yeah. You know, I am. 150 years older than she is <laughs> and I never guess that ever <laughs> yeah and you know she's younger than I am so she's I'm in a different generation mm-hmm. I'm Gen X you are Xenial oh yeah Xenial yet we're still aligned and aligned in that you know I think the alignment comes from mindset and values mindset values mindset and values. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for, for people out there, it's not about, you have to be the same age. Mm -hmm. It's not about, Oh, you know, Mm -hmm. kids or no kids or Mm -hmm. whatever that is. When you've got values that are aligned, then you can relate to each other, understand each other and be there for each other. And it's, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. It's a beautiful thing. I love you, man. You know, so we started talking about this a little bit already, but the V is value and it's value add. And so when we were going, are you doing all the work? Are they, is it equal work? What is the value? Because there's two things that you should ask in a friendship, in any relationship, but we're talking about friends because that's the question from the listener is, are you bringing value? To them, are they bringing value to, to you? you? What is value? What does that look like to you? Value is they're they're showing up in a way that makes me. I'm excited when the phone rings. I'm not like, uh, no, mm, you know, no, not her. They they bring value. They they know my love language, mm. and they they okay. Here's here's a simple way. Like Des and I, we have this thing. We pay for every other meal. Mm-hmm. We pay for every, nobody keeps track. It's not like oh to wait, me, that's that a value. Was, hold on, um, but that was ten dollars more. And that was it's kind of a game we play. And I got the last one, you know, fifty dollar meal. She gets the next one, ten dollar drink. I get the next one, you know, Starbucks. Yeah, she gets the next one. Ruth Chris Steakhouse. No, right? you know what I mean, right? Like, and it would be like that. It oh, would totally. be like, oh, well, you know, um, hold on. Let me. That. And for me, mm-hmm. that's something that I value is that, you know, we, there's, there's not that weird feeling with in regards to money in the friendship. No. That's, that's a value to me. Um, Agreed. It's a value to me that um, if I need help with Cece, she's there for me. Yeah. And I love I'll take her. I'll take her. I'll take her. We, we, and it's awesome. You know, I I have a niece. I love being an aunt and I have a niece that's close to the same Mm -hmm. age as Gina Marie's Mm -hmm. youngest daughter and they play really well together. And so I love that if I can help out and, and even if I didn't have my niece, you know, I get, uh, Cece and I are so, She's so special to me because, you know, she, she lost her father. I lost my father when I was nine years old. So that, you know, is tough. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we, that's another thing that adds value to me Mm. is that 
you are an influence on my children. Like mm-hmm. I have, I have, um, all my close girlfriends, um, except for you, ironically, they're all, they're all Auntie Aunt Melanie, Aunt, mm. Auntie Brenda, Auntie, yeah. Auntie, you know, Auntie Rachel, Auntie Anne, Auntie Linda. Like all of them, I just started calling yeah, them. And all my girls awesome. will call them that. Mm. And it's a special relationship. Um, they have special godmothers, you know. Yeah. And, you know, and and that adds value to my life because they are pouring into my children and they care, I care about my children. Um, I have friends that'll be there for my kids too that you know, I mean just I mean all that are not aunts so mm-hmm. if you're listening I, I'm, I want to recognize you too yeah but you know yeah that that will do that you know I remember there was one day where I was like you know I got I had some place I I wanted to be and the girls did not want to take Cece they they feel like I should be with her all the time and sometimes I don't think they realize how much I'm with her I'm Mm -hmm. with her more than I'm with any of them Mm -hmm. and so you know Donna was like not only I'll take her but I'll take her took her to to dinner Dinner. they hung out they had a great time they enjoyed her you know and I and and going back to you adding value um is that I love that Cece can look up to a great role model as far as being a smart, intelligent woman who has done great for herself, that when you lose a dad, it doesn't mean that your life is is over. And, right. and Desiree can tell her yeah. things that I can't tell her. I mean, I lost my dad when I was 30, but that's just, that's a special thing that adds value. Yeah. And it what you know, we, and we've had that, you know, I'll give this other quick example and then we can move on. But I, one day we went to church service and actually Cece rode with me for whatever reason. Oh, we were going to go to a restaurant after and kind of just chat and hang out. Because it's fun to ride with you because you have a cool red sports car. Yeah. So that was fun. And Cece's like, cool, I get to ride with you. This is going to be great. And so I had asked her how she felt about the service and she got a little bit emotional. Mm -hmm. And I I listened and I I, kind of asked her and she, it was because she was feeling for her dad and that he wasn't there and that she knew other people had their dads. And, uh, and it was a really special moment because Mm -hmm. I, she got teary eyed and I told her, I said, you know, I understand. Mm. I know what that's like. I lost my dad too. And even today, years later, I still love him. I still think about him. And I always think to myself, what would he want? in this situation? What would he be thinking? And it's fun for me to remember that because I have those moments mm-hmm. to treasure and yeah. showed it. And so does she, yeah. you yeah. know, and it's tough being, being younger because you might not, um, be in a place to process certain things, but you do have your moments and your memories mm-hmm. and that influences you forever. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So I'm so thankful for that. Campus Family Vineyards is the perfect venue for your next business event. Million dollar ideas are inspired by great conversations and great conversations are inspired in beautiful atmospheres. This boutique vineyard has a beautiful atmosphere and it can accommodate a small board meeting or a 500 person team building event. It's tucked away in Byron, California. That's convenient for any business located from San Francisco to Silicon Valley. It's a great getaway without going away. Go online and visit our site, camposfamilyvineyards.com or call 
925-308-7963 to book your business event today. I think these next two things I really want to encourage for our listener, and this is a, a big revelation for Gina Marie and I that differentiates, uh, you know, I'll just flat out say it, a mediocre friendship oh, and, and, a, yeah. and, a, and a friendship that yes. challenges you to be better all the time. Yeah. I believe that we are constantly evolving as people. One might argue with me. I think we keep our core values. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a value of integrity, if you have a value of family, if you have a value of love, mm-hmm. I think those things stay constant. But as you get older and you mature and you get exposed to different things and meet different people, if you have an open mind, your perspective expands, Yes, which I, I think allows you to evolve, allows yes. you to think about something differently than you thought about it before. Yes, And so that's why these next two, I, I want you to think about them very carefully because the E is elevate. Yeah. And I don't know that every relationship that you have and in particular friendships makes you elevate. elevate. The way that you elevate me, one, one way, there's so many, is your commitment to the gym, mm-hmm. your commitment to the gym. And this also shows up in mm. my in my romantic relationship as well, mm-hmm. um, because we go to the gym together mm-hmm. and I love that. And that, you know, that pulls me up. It just, it lifts me up because I'm like, oh man, I gotta go. I gotta go. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I've always been consistent with the gym, but it. not like, like you, you know, <laughs> you, you and him, but the, I mean, come hell or high water, we're going to do this. And so I'm like, all right, here we go. Right. You know? And, and, and so that is one thing. Now, do you have a friend who you're on a diet? Oh boy. Are they, are, are you looking at them like, are they saying to you, you got this. Okay. How can I help you with how that? How can I support you? See. You know what? All right. Without being like, let's, mm, let's get some there, broccoli. You, yeah. Really? You're going to eat that ice cream or without saying, oh, I know, but you can start tomorrow. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like they're, they're elevating you and saying, okay, you got this. You got this. Oh my gosh. Come yeah. on. Just, it's a, you know, you're on a plateau. That's awesome. Plateaus are ways that you set new lows in your weight or new highs in your weight. You know, those are good. You got this, you know, cheering you on. Mm -hmm. What are some other ways? Elevate. Yeah. You know, the gym, like not not sabotaging you with your goals. I think, you know, they elevate you by the other thing that I think that you're so great at is sharing things that, you know, would inspire me. You know, you, you might say, Oh my gosh, You'll send me a text message of, I just watched this awesome thing from Matt Hussey or I, you know, and it's like, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's great. That's something else that I can dig into and we can explore together, you know, and we're learning together is that you're elevating me because you're saying, Hey, this is another way to think about Mm -hmm. this. Oh, you know, we were talking about that relationship thing the other day. What about this? Yeah. It's like, it's like, what kind of conversations are you having? Right. Are you having, you know, it's like, I always love my time with Des because I know that it's going to be a great 
conversation that's going to maybe challenge me to think of something um, and and make myself want to be better. We dive in deep. It's not just like I think it's also and, no. And we allow ourselves to appreciate tough situations, mm-hmm. you know, because life is not easy. Mm-hmm. You don't like solve things overnight. But one of the things that I think is elevating in our relationship and what we now look for, you know, in other relationships is that sense of progress. Mm-hmm. We might be talking about the same subject again, but did we make a little more progress mm-hmm. than the first 15th, 25th right. conversation, you know, because now we're like, okay. And so here's what I've tried, right? you know, here's what I've done, right? This is how it's working. This part works. This part's eh, not so much. So uh, I kind of think I need to work on this a little more, right. but we're still, we're making progression. That's forward movement, not just marinating in the same abyss of a problem that is no better than it was a week ago or two weeks ago or four weeks ago. Oh my goodness. Is your friend talking about the same thing over and over and over? And then, oh, by the way, it's two years later and here we are. They're going to talk about that thing again. Mm. You know, are you, are you, okay. Situations are going to happen. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to get into trials. There's going to be, you know, tragedies. I love that the mindset that you have is one of thriving. You know, there's four different types of people in the world. They thrive. They want to go. They want to move. They want to shake. They want to be better. They want, they want excellence, you Mm -hmm. know, then there's overcomers. They've, they've, they've been through stuff and they have overcome. Mm-hmm. And then there's survivors. Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm getting through it. Yeah. I'm getting through it. Mm-hmm. Ugh, you know? Yeah. And then there's victims. Oh, oh, oh yeah. 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 But no. Okay. So that's a measurement of elevation. Do that test. Think to yourself. Okay. Are they thriving? Mm-hmm. Are they overcoming? Are they, and, and, and where do you want to place them in your life? Are they victims? Yeah. Or victors. Victims or victors. Right. Life is 10% of what happens to you Mm. and 90% of how you react to it. And it's also a mindset of saying, did it happen to me or did it happen for me? Right. To learn something to better myself because we could compare two people right now and I'll just use something specific. Like I got a divorce, you know, at some point in my life and it could either be the thing that devastated me because, oh my gosh, now what, who am I going to be? And all these things, I got to start over. I have to transition. I have to, you know, all the things, you know, or wow, this is an opportunity for me to grow Right. To learn, to explore, to expand, right. to invigorate yeah. myself, yeah. put time. I mean, you know, there's two ways that you can look at it. Yeah. Same situation, two different attitudes. Yes. And so elevation is which path are you going to take? You're going to walk down the scarcity place. You're going to walk into abundance. And that's, it's draining. And we know it because let's just say you were having a wonderful day. Great things are happening. You're in a good mood. Then all of a sudden you talk to the friend. And then they take you down notch by notch by notch. 
you know, you don't even, you, you already thought you were having a good day. And now you feel like you just want to take a nap because you right. can't even know, Ugh. you know, you just yeah. go from high to low because, because they mindset. Uh, you know, you. A, a friend that elevates you has an elevated mindset. I mean, that's where it comes from because you're going to go through your situations. It's just, how are you going to see that? I know with me, the hardest thing that I ever went through mm-hmm. was having to tell my girls in that, in the hospital that day, it's, they're, it's done, you know? But this is when I looked at it as there are two times in my life where I got to embrace my children mm-hmm. like I have never held them before in a way that we all got into this big huddle. Once was when Jeff's mom passed away. Jeff, we are all waiting for Jeff to come through the door. And he came in and we had this moment where we just, they're like, like, dad's home, dad's home. And we all ran to him. We just were in this big old, big, big old puddle of, of hug, you know? Mm-hmm. And Jeff goes, we did it, you guys. We did it. They said we couldn't. She had Alzheimer's. We, you know, it was a, it was a tough situation. I was a nightmare through the whole thing. Mm. It was the hardest thing I ever been through. And, and I did not go through it as a woman with grace. Um, I have a lot of, you know, I wish I would have been better. I've learned from that Mm -hmm. for sure. But in that moment we embraced and we had that moment and I look at it as that, you know, we got to have her to the end. It was very hard. We got to, embra- you know, embrace each other. Same thing with Jeff. When I, you know, told the girls, I mean, that was a horrible, horrible day. But the way we all responded to it was, you know, we have faith. We knew he loved the Lord. And we have faith that he was with Jesus. And that was our perspective. And my kids were just amazing through it. And I know, I know there's been times where they've been upset with me about, about saying, you know, why are you you're telling everybody we're okay? And I, you know, that's my perspective. You know, they could be jumping off the roof. They could be slitting their wrists. They could be, you know, doing drugs. They have done amazing through it because they, their faith carried them through it. That was their perspective. Their faith, you know, elevates, mm-hmm. you know, Instead of having the mindset of fear, yeah, it's faith, and having a faith mindset, yeah, elevates, yeah, and they and they have that faith. Everything's going to be okay. And I remember, I like literally when I was in the hospital, I literally fell mm. to my knees. Oh my god! And I got up. Okay, I had my moment. <sighs> and I just like rolled up my sleeves and said, "What do we need to do?" What are we doing? And I had a clipboard every day after that. And I ran to the fire. There were things I was not looking forward to do. I was not looking forward to going to church for the same time. And the second, oh. second, you know, we get into church. And of course, the worship song that we picked for his for his um, celebration of life slide was one of the worship songs. You know what? I just, you know, I wasn't looking forward to going to the first church picnic. Now, what group am I in? But, you know, I don't fit with the kids. I don't fit with the, you know, now I'm sitting here with all these couples and Jeff's not here. You know, mm-hmm. where do I fit in life? You know, but I ran to the fire and that mindset. Absolutely. You know, I say this humbly. I, I don't profess to be perfect. And I will tell you, I have lots of faults and my kids will back you up on that. I am not better 
than anybody else, elevated, not better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's not that. It's it's the mindset that you want that propels you to want to do better. Mm-hmm. Not that you are better, that you want to do better. That you want to do better. Oprah said that. Just saying. She did. Was you hanging out with Oprah again? I'd be hanging out with her all the time that's on your Super input. So Conversation. That's, that's your input. <laughs> right? Your results of your inputs, right? Yeah. When and so, you know, but it, there was yeah. a, such a fabulous episode that she did on when you know better, you do better. Mm. And that's life. We are mm. not, we are all not exempt. We are not perfect. We are human beings and human beings err. Yep. We, we make mistakes, yep. but you learn from them mm-hmm. and you're elevated when you actually learn from yes. them. Right. Yes. And so the R is rise. And I think that this is important because, and I, I like to think about that. You don't want to be getting to every mountain by yourself, right? Like you want to be sharing in joys, in the journey, in successes with people who want to rise with you. Doesn't mean they have to be in the same business. They're rising themselves. Yes. Yes. They're rising Mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. They're not just clapping for you. Yes. You're clapping for them. Yes. You're clapping together. You're celebrating things together because they're on a journey to continue to do great things. And them wanting to do better themselves mm-hmm. pulls you up. Or say, a high tide raises all ships. Yeah. Right? Right. So, you know, and so the difference is that elevate could be that encouragement because they want you to elevate and they support your dreams and your wishes and all of that. But rising is when they're doing that for themselves. Yes. Because that's where you have your circle grow with you, mm-hmm. you know, you're evolving together. And I think that's a sense of relationships overall. So when you're thinking about that in your friendship, you think about that in your romantic relationship, you know, staying true North means that you're growing together because guess what happens if you don't, you grow apart. Yes. And that's not, you know, and, and that's what sounds like this happened. It sounds like they, they had, you know, she had something in the beginning that they had in common. Mm-hmm. And if you stay true north, where you're going straight towards north, and you're staying true to that, then you grow and you rise together. You start to go off a little bit, mm-hmm. and then before you know it, you five degrees off for for over a period of time. Before you know it, you're completely you're east. completely in the opposite direction. Yeah. Yeah. But that, you know, and that's why I like that concept of the compound effect that Darren Hardy talks about, because it's those small incremental adjustments. And if you're doing that together, then you will continue to course correct and adjust, Mm -hmm. you know, at those right points and pivot when, when you need to, because you have a mindset of, all right, let's, you know, and it's that goal orientation. And it's not like, okay, I accomplished my goal. I'm just going to, you know, go hang out and do nothing. Right. You know, you're on to the next thing Mm -hmm. you're on to, okay. And now I want to focus on this and you're going in the direction of, you know, how do you support that person and vice versa? So, I mean, it's tough. So that's a lot, you know, support, align, value, add to your life, elevate and rise. And so for our listener, that's talking about your friend, now, knowing this, you know, these, this philo- philo- philosophy that we've shared with you is, do they do those things 
And what does that mean for the action that you might take? Do you keep them in the same place in your life? Talking to them every day, Mm -hmm. listening to negativity, listening to things Mm -hmm. that are not helpful or useful or uplifting you in any kind of way? Or do you reevaluate? Reevaluate. And here's an analogy that Des and I like to use. So every friend has a place in your home, Mm. right? In your home. If If your being was a home, I invite Des and not a creepy way, but into my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Like we we talk about all the things, all the things that that that, that friend that knows like whatever whatever is going on, things, all right? the things. Like you feel you, you could feel sit with, with a glass them. of wine. Yes, get into a deep conversation. Yep. Yeah, hang out on 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 the bed together with a blankie. And, yep, sitting yep. there, and 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 that person makes you feel safe. You bring them in, and you trust trust them in in that private space for all of the reasons right mm-hmm. then there's those friends that you have in your living room you know they they're they're influencers you know they they're 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 great but there might be like something there that you just you just don't want to take them into the intimate spots yeah for non because they're judgy mm-hmm. or yeah there's it could be judgment on maybe the way that you parent. It could be judgment on the relationship that you're in. Right. It could, you know, right. the business that you've decided to pursue, whatever the situation may be. So you kind of have them at a distance, Yes. you know, and then there's friends that you would invite to your barbecue yep. and you're hanging friends. out in the backyard. And this is not bad. I mean, think about that. Those are the friends that maybe you see every once in a while. And when you pick up you pick up where, right where you left off, but mm-hmm. you don't get to see them very often. They don't know all your intimate things. You know, it's, it's, it's a surface level friendship and that's the space that they belong in. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, they're supporters, right? Yeah. They support you, mm-hmm. right? And then you have your protectors, right? Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are on your front porch, right? And that for them, this is your social media. This are your acquaintance. This is the the story you want to tell the world. As they drive by and they see your neighborhood, you, whatever you put out on your lawn is what the whole world sees. Right? right? That's not. They're not. They're com- they're not coming to your barbecue. They're not yeah. sitting down in the living room and and having a chat with you because they care enough to to know more about you or you you know. And you don't take them up into your bedroom, but that's where their space is, right? And we all have those. And that's the lane that they're in. Mm-hmm. And then we have... Oh, boy. The people that are not even... Drainers. <laughs> yeah. Which is going to be our next episode. We're going to we'll get into... We'll talk about what that means. That. That's the toxic person that you need to have in another neighborhood. Oh, not your neighborhood. Another, another neighborhood. neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. So, somebody that really... Now, let's evaluate this. You know, for this woman, based on what she said, this might be somebody that you want to keep in the front yard, mm-hmm. you know, put a little bit of distance there. Yeah. You know, you've got some, you've got some, if, if it's not hurtful and we'll go, we'll go through the drainer. We will. In, in the next episode. But this is a person that, that, you know, just a little bit of distance. And so, and so that's okay. It's okay. So that, you know, that action is to, to evaluate where do you place someone? And, and it is stepping up to have that conversation and to be, have integrity and it's okay. And I think Jinri is so great at this. You know, what, what might a conversation sound like 
when you're taking ownership of your life, would it, would it be, you know, uh, I don't, I don't know that you're like, Hey, I want to put some distance between us, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it might be you just making a decision for yourself. I mean, if they, yeah. I mean, if you need to protect yourself, yeah, you need to protect yourself, right? Yeah. And if they're, if they're really that toxic in your life and maybe it's how you end a con- how you end a conversation mm-hmm. is like, you know, this is kind of, this is getting negative. Yeah. So, you know, um, and you, and or, you or, yeah. Hey, Ooh, I gotta go. But you know, you know, start and then they'll have their own conviction, yeah. you know, and like, you leave, oh, you leave a little bit of space, you know, you don't reach out to them cause it's a habit. I think sometimes we, you know, we get to where it's like, well, I always talk to her. So it's the thing that I always do with Jane. So right. I'm just going to pick up the phone and call her cause I always do. I know how it's going to go. But I'm going to do it anyway. Why though? Why though? Why though? Why? No. No. So then stop feeding that. Yeah. Stop feeding that. Take you a know, new start, take a new action. Start you can start there. Mm-hmm. I don't think that people should be thrown away. I don't think no. you should ever like cut any Yeah, unless it's off. just Sometimes you need space. Yeah, unless it's something just so, you know, gravely devastating that that type of really harsh action is necessary. This is, you know, what we're suggesting is more a reevaluation and a thoughtful processing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So hopefully this is helpful. This was good. I always love talking about this kind of stuff with you. So do I. Good times. So before we go, we always like to do a gratitude attitude. What's your gratitude today, Gina Marie? Okay, today I get to go see my grandbaby. Oh my god! I adore her so much, so much. It's you know, and and I'm so grateful for her. She came into our lives. Um, it was such a cool story. I was going through, you know, I was turning fifty right after Jeff passed away, and. I was having a moment to where it was like, you know what? I just don't even want to be recognized because I felt like, I felt judgment that if I did something special, people would look at it as, oh, you know, you're just recently widowed and you're going on a cruise. Hmm, really? You don't, you, you can't do that. You can't go there. And so, you know, there was like no celebration that I really wanted to have that, you know, 50 is kind of a big deal half a century old, you know, and I didn't really want to do anything like that. So I said to the girls, I don't want to, I don't want to celebrate my birthday. And the girls were like, okay, are you just saying that? Are you saying that? And then this is, we're going to get, come back to us when you, we didn't do anything in our 50th birth for your 50th birthday. So I don't any, I don't want it in any way for this to come off that, you know, my girls, my girls wanted to do something for me. I asked them not to. Right. So Kimmy's pregnant. We don't know it. Right. Mm. And so it's a really cool, fun fact. All eight of my children, my son in love, my future son in love and my grandbaby all have different birthday birth months. That's amazing. Can you believe that? I don't. Oh, I can't because it's crazy. What all is it? What are the what odds? What are the chances? What are the odds? 11, 11 of them. We have one month available February. Well, Apply that's, within. well, that's <laughs> because you celebrate 
your Valentine's there you Day. Go, right? So that has so, its own Okay, so here she thing. comes in and she's pregnant, right? And um, and she's got to tell she's gonna she wants it to be special because she's throwing up constantly. Bless her heart. I didn't throw up with any of my kids, and and so um, she says to Annalise, "We got to go tell. We got to go tell mom." Oh no, she said, "We got to go celebrate. You know, it's mom's birthday. It's mm. birthday. We got to go." I know she said not to come over, right? So I put a clothes sign up on my door. I have an open and I have a clothes sign, and I put the clothes sign up. Oh boy. And, you know, and so I hear a little knock on the door and I'm like, and then I open the door and it's Cece and she's like, happy birthday, mom. She has a little card and I'm like, thank you. Because I told the girls, I don't want a gift. I don't want anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then Annalise peeks her head in and I'm like, you guys, she goes, she goes, here, I got you this. She just got back from Paris. My sister had taken her. So she's like, here's some champagne. And I'm like, oh. Okay. Thank you. And then Kimmy had a gift. I go, you know what? I don't want to open this. Save it for Christmas. She go, I go, you guys, I told you, I don't want to do this. And she goes, no. She goes, she goes, you got to open that up. She goes, you're going to, you know, I can't take it back. And it's going to hurt my feelings if you don't. And I'm like, oh, all right. So fine. Fine. So I open it up and I pull out this bag and it says onesie, baby onesie that says the journey begins. Oh my gosh. And I pulled it up and Annalise, you know, all the kids are like, they don't know. This is how all of the kids found out. Wow. All the kids that were there. And, and, and Annalise is like, what? And I just started crying and I looked at it. She started crying and screaming. All of these cre- screaming and crying w- was happening. The youngest one is like, what's going on? What's going on? What's happening? Why is everyone <laughs> a like, disaster? What is, wrong? what is happening? Oh, it was the coolest thing. Oh my It was gosh. the coolest thing. And so Kimmy goes, so we thought the coolest thing about that was, and she goes, I am due in June. Nobody's birthday's in June. Wow. Her birthday, or the baby's due date, was Father's Day. Whoa. Don't tell me there's not a God. I'm like, we found out, and, and her name is, is Raylan, and um, each one of my kids have a theme, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Kimmy's my sweetheart. Annalise is my angel. Simone's my princess. Monique is my gift. Sienna is my treasure. Lisette is my reward. Brielle is my blessing. Elysia is my delight. Raylan is our ray of sunshine. And she came in at this time in our lives where we needed it. And she's just a ray of sunshine. Oh my gosh, I love that kid so much. I love the way she smells. I love playing with her. I play with her. I never played with my kids. I was too busy like doing stuff, you know. I when I'm when I'm with her, I'm like, oh, I just want to. You actually get I to play. I do. I As do. A grandma. Oh, I, I, I love, love it. the time that I'm with her. That's. I want her to call me Noni, but the girls won't let me. <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> They're all. Bah. There's not, time. Yeah, we'll see. I get a she can she can make her own own so, decision. That's my gratitude attitude. Oh, What's your gratitude so attitude? So get to, to know a little bit about us through these gratitude yeah, attitudes. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I talked about it a little bit earlier, but um, today is actually my father's birthday. <laughs> and so really? it is. So today is my father's birthday. And um, I actually have to get on an airplane and fly across the country for work so I can do, you know, good things for more people on the other side of the country. And so on my father's birthday, he passed away when I was nine. He had a stroke, and he's actually the reason why I decided to get into healthcare. 
because I wanted to do something in the world that made this a better place and made healthcare better and putting purpose to pain. That's right. And so that inspired me and it's continued to. And so for the person that is out there that, you know, might have gone or are going through um, a kind of grief that is like that, you know, the loss of someone or, you know, whatever, whatever that might be, is that you can take that. You can take that forward with you. You can take that gift with you. And so when it's his birthday, I think about, I reflect on where I am in my life. I reflect on who he would always want me to be and the tough decisions that I have to make, what he would be saying to me. So he is here with me always. And so, you know, as I, as I travel and I do different things in the world, I think about, wow, what would he think, you know, what I'm doing right now and where I'm going right now and what I'm going to accomplish this week. And, you know, there's, there's still those special moments that you can have. So my gratitude is for, is for my father, what he instilled in me and what still lives on today. Even though he's not here physically, he's here in spirit and he's, he's still here in his legacy lives through you. That's right. All oh, the feels today. All the feels. So many. That's me. I'm like, feels. I'm like always. My emotions are on high mm. drive in every form. Joy, crying, anger. Right. Emotion. Yeah. So, I, that, that, that movie must just, oh, you must love that movie, Inside Out. <laughs> <laughs> Joy. I'm anger, every one of those characters disgust. in extreme. <laughs> A little green girl. <laughs> oh Lord, what's going on in my head? Oh right. my gosh, those characters are like giant size. I know they're extra. Oh well, so I know that that was uh, a lot. That was deep okay. gratitude today. That so was good. What that is, was good. So I now love that. we want to ask you, as you're on your drive or sitting there doing the dishes, doing dishes. Or the laundry, or what's what is your what's your gratitude? What's your gratitude? What are you thankful for today? Yeah. Yes. But we're thankful for you, and if you enjoyed this. If you enjoyed this episode, love that you would subscribe, rate, and, and review. review. Subscribe, rate, and review. And you want to get a hold this. of us? Yep. How would they do that, Desiree? They would email us at blissfulfortitude at gmail.com. That's right. So this is DNG checking out. Checking out. Checking out. May your faith be greater than your fears. And remember that you are your only limit. So take action today. Thanks for listening to the Bliss Bliss Beyond Beyond Fear Fear podcast. podcast.